0: Nick, I'm sorry, is there something I'm missing here? <laughs> I play blindfolded. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I play blindfolded. <laughs> You're putting me on. No, it's true. And the last time?
2: flying football is not so well. The I used to watch. Don't tell me We're not recording this. Shit. Grace. Hello! There you go. Welcome to a brand new episode <laughs> of Fascinating Film, where no. we
0: reveal all the truths. Uh, my girl loves it, so
2: <laughs> I was still I was still wrestling with the idea when you hit record. Like, did I like that show? I think sometimes, and and I'm not pointing fingers at anybody, but sometimes you watch stuff that you normally wouldn't watch if you watch it as a couple.
0: Yeah. Well, that's with me with
2: Gilmore because Girls. I watched all. Have,
0: I've watched all Gilmore nobody's Girls. Nobody's gonna
2: have directly across the board tastes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've watched all Gilmore Girls. Would I watch it if it wasn't my girl? Absolutely not. But I don't mind it. It's, it's, and it's actually really well written. Well, that's how you can really kind of discover a type of those shows. Like, I listen to another podcast a lot, uh, called, uh, We'll See you in Hell. And it's, it's amazing to me because my tastes are very wide in everything. I, I like almost all genres, but they really enjoy romantic comedies. And it's so weird to me to hear them talking about, Who is this? like, uh, the, uh, Joe DeRosa and, oh, okay. and the other guy from the, uh, the We'll See you in Hell pod. And I, I don't begrudge them to that I wish
2: I could, like, a genre music if it's just, a if it's a musical yeah.
0: or a romantic comedy I'm out I I'm can't out. do it I
2: have to be you have to do something incredibly like Amelie
0: yeah you gotta if be you different you do something like Amelie which or, is a
2: romantic comedic sort of
0: you know another way to get around it is make it holiday themed that will you immediately can, yeah you, if you wrap
2: your or uh, do something out of my
0: childhood <laughs> but that's pretty selfish or you just wrap it in silliness like uh so I married axe murder is a romantic comedy. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. no way it's one of yeah, my favorite yeah. comedies of all mm-hmm. time. I just don't look at it as one because it's not sappy. It's not Nora Ephron, oh my God, you guys are
2: killing me here type Uh Yeah. Ones. I like my... I like, I like my stuff a little dirty i guess that's the word
0: is secretary a romantic comedy yeah you
2: ask my wife that question ask my wife that question and see what the answer you get
0: i've said this before
2: uh, american
0: psycho is totally a romantic comedy you no know, she doesn't like that movie she's she really doesn't
2: like that movie american psycho yeah oh really yeah, Does she, she look at like, it for
0: what it is, though? A satire of she everything? She can't
2: get past the violence even if they're showing it. Violence to women. It's satirical. I get it. Though, no, I know, yeah. I know. It, it's what's, what's But it's saying? like the same thing. If you I'm, made a if you made a comedy about
0: Happiness. Happiness yeah, pedophiles, is sec- I couldn't watch that movie. And it's a satire. It's, I'm it's sure. a comedy. People I know. Will but I still that, don't you
2: know, want to like be nope. in that mind frame for no. two hours.
0: I've seen it and I can't. Go back and wrap around it. There's just something that doesn't want me to see Philip Seymour Hoffman scrape his own cum off the wall, or, well, have to or say it. can you bleep this right yeah, here? Yeah. Or, Philip, or Philip Baker Hall talks to his kid about molesting. You're
2: literally telling me part of the movies I don't want to
0: see. It. You've heard, you know about
2: that? No, you? I don't. Yeah, you do. You,
0: you blocked it out. It's it's coming back, and you're, you you nope. feel unwell. I replace now. it with
2: <laughs> I replace that with all the memories of. What was that satire with the puppies with the children. zombies? Where they domesticated the zombies? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was uh, what Fido. Yeah. yeah, but the guy, the father, was the same guy. From Happy- yeah, yeah.
0: But he also played Robert McNamara in uh, Thirteen Days. Yeah, yeah. He was good. He's he a great actor. Great. He's
2: a great actor. And but I had my scene when he's sitting with his kid and his kid's getting ready to go to school. He just turned thirteen. Yeah. and he's like. When I, when I turned 13, my father gave me a gun, and so he hands his kid a handgun before he's going to his elementary school, mm-hmm. and he's about to get out of the door. He's like, "Hey, son, don't forget the bullets."
0: <laughs> my God, man, if, if you haven't seen Fido, Fido oh, is one God. of the best uh, horror comedies that will it, easily even if you're in the know it it'll, it'll easily fly past you because which it's
2: is weird because the movie is
0: Awesome. We were in the know back when it came out and people had to bring it to our attention. I so. think Jamie Miller. Yep, Jamie Miller was definitely it. He bought it at like a bin, uh, yeah. Walmart bin for yep. five bucks and he was like, holy crap, guys, you got to see this. Yeah. And it was one of those just fly-by-night indie films. It, I feel the same way about um, uh, the Ryan Gosling one, Lars and the Real Girl. No one knows about Lars that and the Real Girl great. unless someone tells you about it. I've seen that twice. It's so great. I bought it from mom. She loved it so much. Well, since we're on the movie subject, how, how are you been this week? Uh, any I, uh, movies no uh, a just of, a lot of work a lot of a lot of work a lot of outside stuff yeah still no golf because of the uh, the hands I
2: played just gotta go easy I played Monday nine holes and I played yesterday nine holes I, okay so you can, you can do it you just gotta not I can do it the, power the problem is difficult. well no and it's <laughs> not even that the problem is and this does, I do not to talk too much about it but golf is, is something you have to feed yeah to be continue to be at the level that I play at You can't just pick the clubs up every week, Yeah, once a week, or every two weeks. You'll never stay that way. Unless you're 85, and that's your thing. Unless you, well, unless you wrap, so the problem with golfers is you can wrap your head around just being good, just being mediocre. But I can't, my brain won't let me do that. (laughs) Well, I had
0: to cancel my trip up north, unfortunately. My cat is, she's an old lady now, and uh, I'm dealing with old lady cat problems and everything. You got
2: maybe your cat does a cat have a top five movie
0: list <laughs> uh, from ones that she enjoys being in the room for, uh-huh. for? now so yeah so i gotta cancel my up north trip so i am back this week doing a pod so we're not gonna be able to do a pod with eric for another month or so i still got our trip slated for december so we'll see uh we'll see how the uh the cat issues go the, the problem with the cat is when you when you have to give cats iv treatments like every day and it's it's not like IV in the in the veins too, so I guess it's not real IV. It's, it's like a, that subcutaneous, subcutaneous fluids, yeah. which is a lot easier than you think it is. It's weird how cats have like a layer of skin People between their too. skin. People have it too. I don't think they have it enough though. That's why they have to go through dialysis, or they would just pump it under our skins like that. Uh, I, from what i what mean, I've read, the best delivery. They have it the best
2: delivery is into the vein. Yeah, but yeah. they're But if you put water in the body, it'll yeah. absorb. But they got
0: that. Floppy skin, you know that when you scruff a cat and everything. So it's, some it's, of us it's have that floppy skin. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That, <laughs> that doesn't escape everybody. <laughs> uh, I saw a bunch of movies this week, though. I want to talk. I, you I want to talk about. Well, not a whole lot, but I definitely watched uh, several. Uh, I want to point out, and I talked about it last week with Justin, that Star 80 movie. Uh, that have you bothered ever bothered me seen as that? a
2: kid. Yeah, that the, it was a, based on a true story. About the Eric but Roberts killed
0: his uh, uh, play, mo- play uh, model wife. playboy model wife. Yeah. What was interesting is I've been listening to the Quentin pod, and at the end of the pod, they were, of uh, like two weeks ago, Gala, who is Roger Avery's daughter, who's really good on the pod comes in as the young perspective and she kind of takes care of all the, uh, the interludes and stuff like that. Uh, great voice. And she comes and she's like, she's like, we're not going to tell you what next week's going to be, but it's going to be a true crime event that happened in 1980. And I just happened to hear about star 80 on another pod. And so I went and I bought it and I watched it and I loved it. And then i tried to research what, uh, crime she was alluding to, to see what the pod was. And I thought it was cruising with, uh, with uh what do you call it uh al pacino so i ordered cruising thinking i was like smart i was like nope. oh i know what it is and it turned out to be star 80 i was like holy shit it was the movie i just bought off a whim from another thing yeah. that i wasn't even thinking about so they did a whole hour and a half on star 80 and like dove deep
2: into it it was really like really to, fascinating i would like to hear their pods please. uh yeah
0: that's it, really really good it it's really dependent it's not always dependent on what movies they're doing but there's enough on there that you've seen like why not listen to the Dress to Kill one since you've listened to it. I had Eli Roth on for like that one, which was an interesting. I like it better when it's just those two. It gets a little confusing when there's three. But yeah, Star 80, so check that out. So let me go down. So the, the only one movie made my uh my fantastic and like there's only been two in the last couple months that have made that. Star 80 was one of them and then one that I watched the uh, the other day, nineteen seventy four is The White Dawn. And not it's like no like online documentaries about this or anything and it's amazing so it stars three people it stars war notes uh nying, 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 Yeah, nying. Uh, Lou Gossick Jr. Super young, like nice. before he did this in the Deep, and he still almost was. I don't know if he originally had like a French accent, or if that was just a thing he did a lot when he was younger. But a lot of his early roles, he had a French accent. It was so strange maybe to me. He
2: was trying to create a no- maybe market for him so. because he had it
0: in the Deep, and now he had it in this movie too. So it's just, sure more wasn't Cajun because maybe a lot maybe of that's, that's what it was, like, it, it, which is
2: still kind of French, but. There's very, some, very. There's some flavor sure. to it. That's
0: <laughs> uh, so Warren Oates, Lou Grosick Jr. and uh, Sam Bottoms, who I think I always confuse with Timothy Bottoms. They're 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 almost twin brothers, and they're both actors. They, and one are of them, they brothers? They're definitely brothers, Tim and Sam uh, uh, Bottoms. Okay. So Sam was in this one, and they look exactly the same. You would think they'd change that last name. Uh, no, I mean they want to be part of a, a family and everything. Okay. The main yeah. problem is, is they look maybe exactly the, alike. Maybe
2: their dad was really famous.
0: Uh. I think there's three of them, but two of them that we know a lot is Sam Bottoms and Timothy Bottoms. Timothy Bottoms was the one in Apocalypse Now who took the acid, the young kid with the puppy. Okay. That's Timothy Bottoms. Uh, And he was also in The Last Picture Show with Jeff Bridges, and he was a bunch of stuff. Sam Bottoms was in this. He was the one who played—remember that show on Comedy Central, That's My Bush— yeah. Where he played, that uh, was the guy, he played President Bush in that movie. He does a great President Bush. So he's kind of aged to look like President Bush now. But this was one of the first things I saw him in, and he was amazing, just like his brother. I was like, how is this not Timothy Bottoms? They act alike, they look alike. He's just got that sweet demeanor, you know, that he had in Apocalypse Now that he seems like he's, he's he not. He seemed gonna, like he was on uh, acid the whole movie. Yeah, well. It, Almost this guy, too. And so what happens is they're whalers from New Bedford that get stranded uh, in the Arctic, and they get picked up by the Inuit. And they actually used Inuit actors, barely done anything, so it's very realistic. And they just—they live with them for a year. It's based on a true story. And then— the Inuit are so angry eventually how they've kind of transformed the Inuit people in they Americanized them, basically, and uh, they were offering their wives as gifts and as their friends and everything, but then their wives are going to be with them more than they are them, and they start making homemade alcohol, and no one's doing what they're supposed to be doing, so they eventually kill them. And they like slaughter <laughs> all three of them in like a horrible, horrible way. And it's just like this whole arc to like get them through it. And it's really amazing. You'd love it. It's, uh, it's right up your alley. So it's called white Dawn, 1974. It was very hard to find, but I had heard, I don't know. It's hard to tell where I go on. I, I'll hear about one thing and then I'll go to an IMDB page. And I, I see that there's actors in there and then I go to his page and then I'm down like eight rabbit holes. And all of a sudden I ordered the white Dawn. So who knows? Uh, so on my really good list, only one of them made my really good list, and I'm only going to say that I saw it because I know Justin really wants me to talk about it with him. But uh, the 2022's Nope uh, made oh, okay. my my really good list. Uh, it didn't make my fantastic list, but I can explain that to Justin uh, why. It's still really good, and I would own it for sure.
2: It was, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jordan Peele. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I liked it a lot. He's doing good stuff. I mean it's hard to follow up good stuff with follow up with good yeah, stuff. Yeah, well get get Probably. out
0: was like almost a modern masterpiece. So everything after that and I liked us, but the us script for get out was yeah. unbelievable. No, I the whole movie, the execution. He directed everything. it perfectly. Yeah. But I mean the script was great. It was great too. And us was great, but us had some like inconsistencies. Like in the story or in the, the story in the story yeah. it would be like wait this would happen if that was happening eh, I don't know God, about that
2: it's gotta be remotely believable yeah
0: it wasn't tight like Get Out was yeah. Get Out was like okay yep. I get this You're, I'm I, in their I world understand. I understand what they yep. think and, uh, and Nope was good with that they set the rules this is what's happening this is what's going on and I really love the two actors uh, Daniel Kalula and uh, Kiki are, are amazing in that they should be playing brother and sister and everything uh so two from my decent list were two old ones. I watched Cactus Flower 1969. It's uh it's like the earliest thing you've ever seen Goldie Hawn do and her, she's having an affair with uh Walter Matthau. But Walter, (laughs) which is weird, because Walter Matha, even young Walter Matha, looks fucking strange. Like, why would you be getting Goldie Hawn, who looks straight out of *Laughing*, gorgeous? But it's such a simple, like *Three's Company* type story that it was it was fun to watch, and basically. Uh, Walter Matthau is like a philanderer. He's just going around having sex with everybody. And but this was so a- much so that he, he hates having to break it off with these girls. So he tells him straight off that he's married with three kids. And, but he, but he ends he's up, not. Fa- he's not, uh, but he wants to be able to say, he wants an out. Basically, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and with Goldie Honey, actually fell in love with her now, and so much so that she hates lying more than anything. So now he can't tell her. So uh, Inger Ingrid uh, Bergman had to is, pretend to be his wife, is like his secretary at yeah. the dentist office and has to pretend to be his wife nice. and then bring in fake kids and shit nice. like that. Yeah. So it, it was fun, that would be good. It was decent. Uh, and then Harper was another one, which was a great Paul Newman kind of uh, the long goodbye. What type. Harper? It's Harper, Harper, yeah. Like Valerie Harper of uh, 1966. He's a uh, he's like an investigative reminded me of the new guys or the long kiss night where it was in California and he's investigating a missing guy and he's hired by uh, Lauren Bacall to find him. But you could tell that no one misses the guy. It actually is exactly the big Lebowski if there was no comedy in it like if it was straight up that's kind of the stuff he's kind of falls in the shit and everything and he goes down different avenues you got to imagine it, big Lebowski uh and I don't think anything made
2: my dog shit list this week I did you know what I did see this week oh nice what I saw Quentin Tarantino on Jimmy Kimmel oh really he just recently went on there
0: oh because he's he's pimping that new book yes yeah
2: Yeah. so it had been a long time since I heard him talk oh yeah you hear hear him on the podcast every week man it's awesome um, but he, he, he brought up that he, uh, that Kanye had said that he wrote. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He mentioned it he on there. He addressed it. Jimmy Kimmel asked him straight out yeah. and he's, he's like, well, I did ass. a music video with him and he was talking about being a cowboy the whole time. And, <laughs> and I guess that, that is true. <laughs> but the, the, the thing I was doing for him was for a cowboy anyways. And yeah. you know, it wasn't, but wasn't Django already a remake? Yeah, Django was a remake. Yeah. from so that Franco Nero one. So he's what the f- hell is he he's stupid? Still, I gave him that crazy. idea. Easy. <laughs> that guy just torpedoed billions of dollars and oh, yeah. without even blinking an eye. It yeah. was
0: the best example of how to shit your career
2: Oof, the fastest. <laughs> I mean, but he's still oh, so he's only got eight hundred million left. But so he doesn't no, know. he's not a billionaire now though. He so, cares well, at that point. Yeah,
0: yeah. I <laughs> billionaires do. They love that status. Man. They do. <laughs>
2: But he can hold his head. I did what I wanted. to. Okay, well. Did you play f- the
0: lottery? We were counting on you playing the lottery. I did. I didn't win. Yeah.
2: Actually, I did win. I won 12 bucks. Oh, well, there you go. I hit the power ball with a triple play.
0: I was telling her, I said, they'd never find out we were the winners. Blind trust. Uh-uh. You yeah. wouldn't
2: find out I was the winner until you saw me well, yeah, pull yeah. up one day in yeah. my in my Ferrari. Well,
0: with <laughs> with a billion dollars, you could give everyone you know. I would, everyone give, you know a, I would you give, give everyone you know a fifty million dollars and not even blink twice with a billion. Yeah.
2: I wouldn't do that. Uh, I'd give them five. I I'd give everybody five. <laughs> I, I think five is a great number. You're not super super <laughs> wealthy, so you're not going to do crazy shit with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, see, the problem with having a billion dollars is, what am I gonna? What do I? I'm, I'm gonna have no. Just you would a have solid a, gold. Like you would, have to, open you would inst- have to do something. You'd have to open an institute of some sort or help people out. There's,
0: yeah. There's no way. No, not that's fuck you money. Fuck I'd, you
2: money. I mean it's not even I, Listen, fifty million dollars for it, me would be fuck you money. Yeah, well that's what I'm saying. It's or twenty like, million dollars would be fuck you money. If I don't ever have to work again and yeah, I don't have to worry about any You could give three fourths of that away. Oh, you I could, mean well
0: <laughs> You <I'd>, really could.
2: <laughs> the interest is sixty million a year yeah. or something.
0: It's ridiculous, yeah. It's ridiculous, yeah. but you'd never know it. <laughs> you'd never know. Somebody I'd Somebody in
2: California won it, though.
0: Yeah, and the guy who sold the ticket got a million. Yeah, he's the one they can interview. That he yeah. was on all the yeah. news. Yeah, I'm bet ba- he's night. fucking stoked. Oh, he's definitely stoked.
2: Uh, oh man, you make me want to be rich. <laughs> I just want to be able. I want to be able to do my own thing and not care about anything.
0: Oh yeah, I mean that's that's the goal. Uh, Not for a lot of people, but it is for me. It is for me. (laughs) I
2: live cheaply so that I can live that dream. All
0: right, I'm going to look up the dates for our two movies today. So why don't you tell us what uh, you are going to pick for today's movie? Eyes Wide Shut.
2: I love this movie. I'm glad
0: I can do this with you because I don't think... I'm not sure. Is Justin a fan of this? He probably liked this movie. I'm not sure he's seen it. It just seems like a movie that he might not have seen.
2: I bet he's listening right now. Justin, you should see this movie.
0: Uh, Justin, I think you will be bored with this movie. (laughs) I know Justin well enough to know what he likes and what he doesn't (laughs) like.
2: Justin, let me me rephrase that. I think you should see this movie. You're definitely going to be bored with this movie. But I still think you should see it. No,
0: no, it's one of those movies. Look at
2: it, don't look at it as a storyline.
0: Yeah. Well, hold off on going okay. too deep in it because I, I want to mention mine. Then we'll, we'll circle back. Uh So that's 1999's Eyes Wide Shut. One of my favorite directors of all time. I absolutely love it. It's not on my top one hundred, but uh I, it's definitely on my top two fifty for sure. I love it. This is another one that I, I love the feeling of it, and you shouldn't love the feeling of it. You know, it, it almost should make you feel a little dirty, but it doesn't. It, it. I like the. I like the look and the feel of it. I don't know what it is about this movie. All right, but my movie. 1997's from the great David Fincher. We're talking two great directives today. Stanley Kubrick, David Fincher. Two of my favorites. The Game. And when we talk The Game... Uh... I can reveal everything but the ending, uh, for the game. That's so tough. I, it's tough, but you don't really have to. Uh, when, no, when you go around and you talk about it, I, because I've watched it yesterday, and I and I was it's a thinking great about it. Movie. <laughs> it's such a great movie that you really don't have to. But it is one of those movies that you need to go in blind. Uh, to, yeah, it you, doesn't work. You won't enjoy yourself as much uh, unless you go in completely blind on it. So we're gonna talk the game on on that. And if you're a fan of Fincher, you, if you love it.
2: If you said what ten movies can you not talk about? Yeah, the game's always be. the game's always. On this everyone's is definitely beyond that, yeah. Fight Club's me. another one, another fight club, <laughs> yeah. Yep, it's those yep. two movies. Are, I mean, are big on it, even like Shutter Island,
0: Shutter Island, Sixth Sense, yeah, Sixth uh, Sense for sure. Yep, those are the movies that you want to kind of go in and experience that kind of oh
2: shit <laughs> for yourself. I mean, that's M. Knight's, he wants that to be M. Knight wants that, yeah. That He wants that to people to not see the twist. Coming. Even, uh, even over-exaggerates that shit.
0: Even at a smaller level, most P.T. Anderson movies are like that. You kind of have That's to true. not want it. And a lot more now, the uh, the the S- Safari Brothers. What is it? Benny Sadari. I think I did Uncut Gems. Uh, who's doing a new movie with uh, uh, Adam Sandler and I'm sure it's going to be just as stressed because Uncut Gems and Good Times. I haven't watched totally that stressed.
2: since I watched this the first time, just because I remember how stressful it was. Need
0: to watch Good Time. Good Good Time. No, I'll see them all once. Yeah. But Uncut Gems, I haven't yeah. seen. Good Time, you'll again. love though. That's Good
2: Time is which one? That's the
0: Robert Pattinson one with it, where it, the director plays his kind of slow brother in it, and they rob the bank, and okay. then everything goes bad after the bank robbery, and the whole movie is just a result of the bank robbery gone bad, and it's like an hour and a half of just I amazing see that. stuff.
2: I want to see. I did fly to Kentucky, by
0: the way. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. You did some uh, whiskey, bourbon drinking, t- bourbon drinking. Can't say whiskey. Can't say. Yeah, I know. It's one of those bourbon. Kentucky <laughs> is bourbon. Kentucky. They have whiskey, but we don't talk about. It. I can't. I never differentiate the two, and I probably should. <laughs>
2: it's yeah. There's very specific things you have to do to something. You can make bourbons other places in the world, but most like Jack Daniels is a special sour mash recipe yeah. that doesn't okay. classify as a bourbon. So it's always good. But it was good. Yes. It was tasty. Yes. <laughs> nice. All right. Let's go back to Eyes Wide Shut,
0: which seems like a very drinking movie too. I think most people drank in that movie. <laughs> it seems or like Or did something. Or did something. So the great Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Like I said, one of my favorite directors. I can tell you right now what movies on my top hundred list because I got it separated by director uh of him made my top hundred list. And it's several for sure. So uh, Stanley Kubrick, two movies, only two movies, top of my list of my favorite films. Hundred favorite films is always Brian De Palma. Five five movies. Yeah. Brian De Palma made it to my top hundred, but two movies from Stanley Kubrick: Full Metal Jacket and The Shining. But it's so hard not to put all his movies. I love Barry Lyndon. I love Eyes Wide Shut. I love all his. I love The Killing. Uh, Doctor Strange. Love. They're all good. If I, all of his movies might be on because he's only done seven or eight movies and they're all like awesome i guess maybe nine or ten if you're counting like the wings of desire or those early ones he did the killer's kiss was an early one that wasn't that good but uh yeah. Eyes Wide Shut was one of those movies I loved from the beginning. And it he was always, an icon at this point. I can't believe they don't have it on Criterion because there was so much good stuff behind the scenes with that and like with it taking so long to make. Remember the promotional He's, campaign for it when it came out that it was like, what is this movie about? No one knew what this movie yeah. was about until
2: until opening day. And keep in mind, Tom Cruise, who's the st- star, and Nicole Kidman, who's yeah. the star, they're married at the time. They were, they were married at huge. Time. Yep, in this they were big time actors at this time,
0: and huge fans of Kubrick. They became. (laughs) I bet they regret that. Well, they were. uh, (laughs) Not really, but no, because they were Mm -hmm. with him around the time he died. Because this came, this was released after Kubrick died. Kubrick died during the uh, post production of this movie. And
2: for listeners out there, if you're a director and you're going to die. That's the best place to die. Yeah <laughs> in the editing room. You don't, you don't, you don't want to die halfway <laughs> through the shoot. Someone else has to oh, come that's in. That's true, but even the do your vision.
0: Room be like my last
2: words were cut the <laughs> Cut, cut the Fidelio scene. scene by three seconds. <laughs> 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 he said add three seconds. I heard him <laughs> Because
0: I mean if anyone knows anything about Kubrick, he was a stickler. He he wasn't a mean guy, but he, he the, was So the he got Lord, on the set, I don't but know, not not in an asshole type of way. Do
2: you Ever look at news feeds rather than Twitter? Do you go to oh, different yeah, yeah. like Google yeah. News and stuff?
0: Facebook has a lot. And yeah.
2: This movie always floats around every couple of years. Yeah, I don't know if Tom Cruise just throws a story out there, but <laughs> one was out two weeks ago.
0: There's not a lot of good documentaries on this as there should be. So,
2: but there's a little stories always come out now and then, and you're like, they were like 241 takes. Like two weeks or one week or something for, one specific for him, shot. for a non-speaking of Tom Cruise walking through a doorway. I did hear that. I did hear that. Yeah. And he wouldn't tell Cruise what he was doing wrong. He said, I'll, he's like, when, when I, when I you, see it, I'll, I'll tell you that's yeah. perfect. And he's like, trust me, I can't tell you. You just have to keep
0: doing it. See, well, the good thing about that is by the time Eyes Wide Shut came around, he was able to vocalize that to him. The problem with his back in the day in The Shining, I don't think he, he vocalized, or, or Full Metal Jacket. Uh, with he just Adam Brody saved. had a lot of... Well, he didn't give him any uh, Adam Baldwin had a lot of good stories about it, too. It was a really good story Adam uh, Baldwin, who played Animal Mother mm-hmm. in, um in Full Metal Jacket, and he says he was doing a particular scene where they were already up to like 60 takes. And Adam uh, Baldwin, he said, "Cut." Adam Baldwin, under his breath, foolishly, he said, "He said, what is this guy looking for?" Uh, and then you could oh, see. I heard he called and, him out. Well, Kubrick, everybody. Kubrick just craned his head behind that like crane uh, camera. They should be behind. Yeah. And then he he said, "Better acting." <laughs> and then he just went right back to it, and he did another forty or fifty takes. But the, it's true. Like there's that O'Halloran, oh, the Halloran scene with the kid is a very famous one. Where they're talking about uh, The Shining back when uh, they were, when the kid was, Danny was eating ice cream with him at the, at the hotel. And that, that was like a 30 or 40 take thing where that was big until you got to Eyes Wide Shut and they were like,
2: holy shit, he was doing 200 takes? Yeah. I said, that's nuts. It's so crazy. Of, it was a, what did I see? Ron Howard, one of his movies, I don't remember which one, he had like an 18 day shooting schedule. Yeah. He had two takes
0: two takes that's what you get you, you get that's what you, if you want to do this
2: movie you get two takes
0: which well, sucks because actors a lot of actors like to have one just for themselves which is good because sometimes yeah. if you have great but actors, you can't do that if you only get two yeah
2: you can you can't give them one unless you nail it yeah. on the first you time.
0: can't do that with like a comedy like if you are doing a comedy with like who's a good improv it pop, might be funny on the like set Will but when Ferrell you get it in or the, albert brooks you you want, you want him, him to do to 40 takes take. yeah.
2: let him do cuz yeah. it it might be the unspoken comedy like yeah
0: I guess on, yeah, if you're doing an action movie and everything. But I just, the, the
2: the Eyes Wide Shut, I mean, that story of this movie gets referenced in pop culture a lot. Which one? Eyes Wide Shut. Just, the movie itself. Just the movie itself. Yeah. yeah. Like Stewie will always say that we're going to parties, it's going to be something like Eyes Wide Shut.
0: Well, why don't you give us give us the lowdown on kind of what Eyes Wide Shut is about for those who don't, or, who super, aren't
2: aware. A super rich family. He's a pediatrician i think yeah or a pediatric no, he's a, surgeon or some general practitioner. general practitioner okay but he's he's got a big clinic in a really rich area yeah. you could tell i mean they're living rich but their life is kind of like dead they're like he's not happy in their marriage they're not happy in their marriage one, one of them like, thinks the other one might be cheating on yeah. him and the other one thinks the other one might be doing on, something doing or, something or, yeah. so that you could tell right from the beginning kubrick loves his nudity though Oh, he does. The the scene. Uh, the opening shot of this scene is a pan up to Nicole Kidman, completely naked. Yeah, ass shot. Yeah, like she, she drops with her like, dress, and
0: yeah. then it's the and that music. Ooh, that music. Dun It's got that really interesting music that's completely tied to eyes wide shut. That the music a lot of classical that, style yeah. music here, piano playing. Yeah, and once lots they're the in the, and stuff. the once they're in the big kind of auditorium, you know, with the uh, with the cult. As for a better word, I guess you, you have to call it somewhat of a cult. Even it was a cult, even fun cult. I mean, it was a it <laughs> for, was a, depending on what you could end. You call it on. an orgy cult, <laughs> depending on what end you are, it may be fun. Uh, but the new music was completely different and kind of methodical and kind of scary because this is not a horror movie in every way, but there is, it's it's and it's not really a thriller, but it has its moments of. Oh shit! Is somebody going to get in deep shit right now? It makes you feel uncomfortable
2: at times. There was a, there was definitely uncomfortable periods. So they go to a, they go to a fancy party. Yep. She she dances with this Ricardo Montalban guy yep. who's and like he, trying he to has say two of the most beautiful women you've ever yeah, seen. Yeah. And in then your he's life. one arm in arm walking down this grand hallway. That was the most beautifully lit scene of yep. any movie. I point to if yep. you said if you want to see an Academy Award winning lighting, yeah. looks that party right there. This whole
0: movie really Did it win in a uh, best cinematography because it really deserved it. Let me check the awards. It White would not I can't,
2: I can't imagine there might be another movie out that could beat him, but I can't think of it right now.
0: I don't think Stanley Kubrick ever won a, 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 a directing Oscar, which is unbelievable, man.
2: Top five director of all time yeah. doesn't have an Oscar. He's he's storytelling is the best. So continue, yeah. So they're uh, they go to the. So he, he has a chance to cheat. They were like, you want to come to the goody room? And he's like, what happens in the goody room?
0: Yeah, don't you want to see what happens at the end of the rainbow? Yeah. (laughs) It was very sexual.
2: Both sides of the conversation. The old guy was trying to get her to leave him and he'll take care of her
0: they they were almost were like inhumanly hot
2: <laughs> yeah they, well they were like supermodels and, yeah like they like, searched
0: for the most perfect yeah, looking people yeah, to be on his yeah. side and with the older dude too i mean he looked like the, uh, the, the guy. Or, yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> most interesting man in america yeah uh no academy award even nominations for this movie that's insane yeah yeah
2: another fun fact about this movie they got divorced three months after yeah yeah. That's crazy.
0: Well, she didn't want to, like all his wives, they don't want Scienti- to toe the line with the Scientology. Yeah, Scientology crop. is a it's, deal breaker. It's
2: a ridiculous thing,
0: and eventually they'll all come to that conclusion. Hey, you want to be part
2: of a fake religion? Oh, we're going to get sued now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't. <laughs> David's views are not <laughs> the views of uh, the show. <laughs> no, I can't agree with it. <laughs> Let him come
1: out. <laughs>
0: come, come, come for me, Elizabeth Moss. You guys aren't even strong anymore. With that's your uh, uh, other than Tom Cruise. I mean, even the big dog if even Leo John Travolta stepped away from it. Did really. he? I I think he's. He, not really. Worries. They probably he's
2: probably like, listen, I won't come out against you. Yeah, but it, just leave me the fuck alone. It's not
0: like King of Queens girl kind she's of coming up. On. On. Yeah, she's I'm full gonna on. take these people down.
2: <laughs> I listen. If it, if she ever died, there'd be no question of All why. Right. So it'll be interesting. So, anyways, the uh, so the, as the story goes, they have this party. Neither of them do anything. They go home. They get in a big fight after they get high, the smoking pot.
0: They couldn't handle their high, <laughs> like and two they, hits, and they. He, and they started t- make, having uncomfortable conversations while they're hot. Now,
2: wasn't there... So, there were some flashbacks here yeah. of her getting...
0: But I think that might have been in his head. I know. Yeah. That's what I was a- about yeah, yeah, to ask you. Yeah. Is that something that he? She mentioned remember? something about maybe having an affair with a military guy. Yeah,
2: and that's his flashbacks that he would have.
0: Yeah, he would see it. He would see it because it's eating at him. It's eating at him so much so that... But to the point where I'm like, why'd you even tell me this shit, man? Yeah. Now, it. it for people that live in their head too much, that's almost worse. And she knew what she was doing. That was it was kind of an emotional manipulation. Yeah, right of there. course. That hey, y- you think thinking of having an affair with me? Well, let me talk to you about this that may or may not have happened yeah. because now it's and, and it leads him to kind of explore the city, shall we say? And uh, and that's where it all starts when he goes to the jazz. Yeah, bar. he's going to he's the going jazz. To club. Have a drink.
2: He's at the jazz club, yep. and it, he runs into a friend from medical school. Mm-hmm. And this was a guy that was in medical school with Tom Cruise. I forget what his name is in the movie. Yeah, I can't remember. He was Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Tom Cruise's character? Yeah, let yeah. me look it up. Anyways, he, uh, they catch up a little bit after his Dr. set. Dr. Harfort. He's playing piano. He's,
0: oh, they called him Bill,
2: remember? Bill? Yeah, William Harfort. William. Okay.
0: But I think it's Bill, yeah. Nick Nightingale is the, uh, the, the jazz player. Yeah, Nick Nightingale. Oh, man, we haven't even mentioned the great no, Sidney Pollack, no, I no, like got <laughs> I coming. love Sidney Pollack as a director but every once in a while he'll come into a movie yeah. for 10 minutes and he'll mm. fucking own it and that's exactly what he He had two he scenes did. here. Two really awesome. good scenes and like, hard scenes for him to play. Hard scenes
2: to be doing. Yeah. Well the second one the, the pool table was, no, that was wasn't fine. hard that was good. but the other one that was a tough scene. So but They spent a lot of time on that pool table scene from what I heard oh, today.
0: Yeah. I can't imagine. I mean it's Cooper. Every scene yeah, you, there's a reason a, this movie took eight, t- eight. Eight. this movie took the same length as all three Lord of the Rings movies. I mean can put that into perspective there? 18. 18 months 18 months is what it took
2: how do you finance these movies
0: uh, he couldn't and that's when tom cruise the one Cause no
2: one for, is going to hold their money out there for eight years we really
0: need a good edition of this the only documentary i saw was like a 10 minute interview with nicole and tom and they're separately and they're yeah. both crying at times but there was a great moment where tom had to come to kubrick and said stanley I don't care if it takes four more years. You just got to tell me how long you think it's going to take so I can start booking other shit. And he couldn't give him that answer. And he's like, you're dealing with an artist. You're dealing with somebody. You're you're dealing with Picasso. When are you going to put that extra eye in there, dude? It's true. I'm not telling you that.
2: I mean, and that's that's the way he gets away with that shit. Yeah. Because I guarantee you... uh, We
0: don't... What sucks about it, and it, you realize it now when you realize this movie, had, that I'll have to look Stanley up to see if he's been, I'm pretty sure he's never won Best Director uh, for anything, but it's one of those things that you often don't realize that you're dealing with an absolute Jesus uh, genius until they're gone. Jesus. A Genius slip. until they <laughs> uh, He had been nominated for his screenplay for Full Metal Jacket. He was nominated for Best Pitcher for Barry Lyndon. Barry Lyndon won. I uh, got nominated for a bunch of stuff. Uh, Clockwork Orange, Best Pitcher, Best Director. He got nominated. in two thousand one. So top? he's gotten a shitload of nominations, but he's never, he won, never won an Oscar. Won, no. That's insane. I mean, it all depends yeah. who for the, director. Who else is there.
2: there? Yeah. You know, if Star Wars is is against you or.
0: Whatever. Yeah. I think right now we're more aware of who the more special people are. Like like we're looking
2: at Jordan Peele. I mean, social media has transformed the landscape. Yeah. People's knowledge of movies and all that. Knowledge of actors, knowledge and interact with actors outside of their craft. All
0: right. We'll jump forward to what Nightingale tells us.
2: Nightingale's like, hey, I'm going to this really crazy party. And uh, he was telling, wasn't he telling him how weird it was? Like well, he says, he does, I
0: can't really speak about it. And yeah. then Tom's kind of go yeah. Come on, man. Come on, it's just us. Yeah, We're drinking. Yeah. We got the double scotch here. What like, the hell So we he done?
2: gives him a password. Yeah. To get
0: into this place. But he tells him that he was blindfolded yeah. going in there. And yeah. he says, "He says, but it wasn't always on real tight. He says, and there's some weird kinky shit going on there. And Tom, <laughs> he, he wouldn't tell He says, you got to see it for yourself. It's not one of those things I can tell you. And this, Man. when we tell you, and this is one of the reasons we, I, I say that Justin wouldn't be a, uh, as much of a fan of this movie as us. Is It's a slow play of a movie. Oh, yeah. But it's it's great. I love every moment of how slow it is. I want it to be this slow. It, it could be. It wouldn't ex- work it wouldn't, this slow. I, I would watch an extra I would, hour. I would watch an extra hour. Yeah, for sure. for sure. Uh that's most of his movies. That's how you can tell if you are a fan of kind of slow, methodical, beautifully filmed movies the only and, and thing you can that enjoy lighting me and everything.
2: me about full metal jacket, which is one of my favorite movies of all yeah, time, yeah. but I still have something against it and it's literally I really it's two different movies. It's it is, two but movies with the characters over crossing and I don't think you can I would have liked to have seen the second part more. I, the first part would was it great. bother
0: you less if it was
2: more if it
0: was three parts that all of them connected? It would bother like, me less if it was three parts. Like if we saw some yeah. of those people outside the military than the then middle the part was the maybe. Uh, I don't know uh, what thing.
2: it is. I like to get in a flow with his movies, and that was a hard shift.
0: I never. It was never a shift. I kind of always enjoy. It. I always I, it enjoyed a, it I because liked the movie. I really really yeah do. yeah no it's it's like I said it's on uh, my my two favorite Cooper. It's movies. in my top fifty. Man, the Killing is so good. was the last time you saw the Killing the with Kubrick? Robert yeah, the racetrack won. driver one with so Sterling Hayden. Oh, yeah. So good, man. It's it's amazing. Uh, Black and white, right?
2: Black and white. Yeah. Really, really good. So but where are we in the story. So he goes to the party. He has to... Oh, the scene before that's kind of disturbing. Yeah, the one with the guy from uh, the guy, Snatch. Snatch. <laughs> Snatch.
0: And uh, the Saint. Snatched. He was in the Saint. Uh, with the, he Al was Cameron. like an old
2: Russian guy that yeah. owned a costume shop. And Tom Cruise was trying to get a costume because you had to wear a specific costume to get into this party and he was like we're closed and and Tom Cruise just starts throwing a bunch of money at him
0: it just it was a it was a weird scene that
2: didn't really need to exist
0: no I kind of like it because I kind of like it I like to see that he not only did he show where Tom got his Costume from, but it also showed kind of the other depravity that was happening along the city uh-huh. because it was it was about depraved people doing depraved yeah. things. Even with Sidney Pollack's character, yeah. oh, depraved yeah. person yeah. doing depraved things, not necessarily
2: bad people, but things people doing things they shouldn't be doing. Really, I mean, and, I think it's a contrast. He also is probably making commentary on how rich people can get away with anything. I'm trying to... What was that girl's name? Oh, she went on to do some famous stuff. She's
0: probably gorgeous now because she looked like she would be gorgeous when she grew up. Lily Sabisky. What the hell is she doing? All right, go ahead. Being Russian. uh... (laughs) Anyways...
2: Does he see it when he comes to bring the costume back, or does he see it before?
0: Before, because remember, when he comes back, everything's fine. Okay, it made me feel they made it; that it's everyone's fine. The, uh, like
2: the businessmen were standing. So what happened is he goes to this costume shop, and all of a sudden, his his preteen daughter yeah. is is like fooling around with two like, like Asian, Asian businessmen. businessmen. Yeah. And like in their fifties,
0: and the the father is pissed off and screaming and yelling at him and telling Tom Cruise just take it and go, take it and go. But then when he comes back to return it, he's like super nice to the business guy. Oh, we came to a uh, agreement. We came to an agreement, and I'm like, yeah. oh, what kind of shady shit did this? And then do?
2: Tom Cruise is is moral. His, his, this is a moral he, tale, yeah, really to see if he would do anything. And
0: you're following Tom Cruise is one of the best things Tom Cruise has ever done. I agree. In my opinion, I love I it. Agree. Uh, People mention Magnolia a lot, and they they go right over. He's a dick in Magnolia. Yeah, I mean it's probably easier. It's, it's like prob- playing a villain. Yeah. You, you can play a
2: villain. You just Tropic Thunder is probably my favorite thing he's ever done.
0: This might be it. This might be Eyes Wide Shut. As much as I like him and e- as Ethan Hunt and all this stuff, I like him when he the the less he says, the better. In my opinion, that doesn't and not a derogatory statement against Tom Cruise's he's, acting. He's, 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 he's like clearly really. He's good. a great actor.
2: There was a Tom Perry where when I thought he was sort of like hokey. Yeah, well, I that's I can't remember the, where it was. Maybe was the in the nine, nine, when, uh, late 90s.
0: We felt that way about Nicolas Cage until Saint, Nicolas Cage and Keanu out. Reeves. Keanu Reeves was exactly the same way. Same way. There was a you moment where, it. like,
2: when I, after I saw what's the Sander Bullock on Speed, Yeah, I was like, oh, it was a fun oh, movie. Man. But what, he's just
0: a. What put everyone on the fence with Keanu Reeves was Dracula. Whew. Yeah. Hmm? Rewatched Dracula. I love Dracula. It's Dracula's good. top 500 movies probably on my list. Uh, but he is bad in it. He is bad. Bad in that movie, and I love Keanu Reeves, but he, that is the worst thing he's ever done. Yeah, <laughs> miscast. That was the problem. He was totally miscast, and I understand that he wanted to branch out, he wanted to do more dramatic stuff, but that wasn't it. You doing that fake British accent? He even says the word how, how many times? He says Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> <Come> <laughs> he had on. to get away from that. Oh. You're like because he went. He got out of that it, movie
2: though. with what was that movie with the uh, when he was the surf cop? Point Break. Point Break. Yeah, that was sort of his breakout role for yes. us because that. That was a movie I really really liked. I really enjoyed and it. He didn't ruin
0: it. And no, because it, he went with it. You know, that was kind they of like somewhat of him, you know, and then not until Damn, where was the movie that he really kind of uh he was like, "Oh, he's maybe the gift." When we saw him as the asshole who like killed Katie Holmes uh in the gift he was really really good in that movie he was really good in that neon demon uh that no one's seen the guy who did drive did really good in there all right let's jump to the big scene that everyone wants to talk about though uh so he goes to the club he's got the the secret word which is fidelio which gets him inside he's got his costume his mask and they ask
2: him for a second password uh, don't they i think uh, that's how they later on him. later on they was do a, he went twice
0: uh, no, no, no! Later on that night, they okay. ask him for uh, for it. Like, I think that's when he's in front of everybody. Yeah. Uh, so he's obviously not supposed to be there. He is at like they one... found out pretty quick he wasn't supposed this to is be a there. Party. They just kind of let him. This him. is a sex orgy party that the people involved are like judges. Like Sidney Pollack says later on, you don't want to. If I know the people involved, and believe me, you don't want to know their yeah. names. They're like they're the most important now, had, people. Like, that could I think be... we
2: skipped over a scene. He had already helped. He had already helped his boss or or his yeah. Mentor that was the, basically the opening s- scene. One of the opening save. Scenes. It's the party where it was lit really beautifully. Yeah. He gets called upstairs. His buddy has just hit a hooker did a speedball yeah. and and was, was overdosing
0: ODing. overdosing. And uh,
2: he wasn't supposed to be there. He's married and she's just sitting
0: there completely naked. Yeah. And
2: Bill just takes care of it. Sweeps it all under the rug. Yep. So he, he owes basically him. owes him. I'm, so I don't think he would have got the heads up. Yeah, yeah, hey, and he not. even mentioned
0: that if you if if I don't know how he said it, but basically it was alluded to. We wouldn't even be having this conversation if you weren't friend if we weren't friends. And I kind of pulled one out for yeah. you and everything mm-hmm. uh, because we we kind of go to the conclusion that Sidney Pollock was there during the. I turn. imagine he was there. Yeah, and so and we never found out who was there. Uh-oh. We never saw under no. people's masks or anything was revealed. So, it, which makes it that much better that of a movie. scene
2: Must have been impossible to shoot because they had. This is a R rating, but they had people having sex, but like someone else's head would be yeah. in the way. But it was it would done be, in a classy. It way. would be as a dolly shot was happening, yeah. so yeah. they'd be pumping away, and the dolly shots moving. Yeah. But it was using other people as cover. It's as
0: classy as one of those types of orgies. Well, was, is I think it was an upscale.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's. I think the pageantry of it was what the
0: masks were creepy. Everyone looked like they were staring you down, even when they probably wouldn't. Yeah, uh, wouldn't. And so he gets recognized by several people. He one girl tries to help him. That's out. That's the hooker that he saved that in the he bathroom saved at the beginning because you can. What you can recognize is their boobs. I mean, they were really nice boobs, and, and they made sure back, to show them
2: to you early and a lot. Yeah. So that whole scene him? where
0: he, she's ODing, you're, you're doing nothing but staring at her boobs. So when she comes over, you could tell that it's 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 if not that same person, it's somebody that looks just like her. But on several viewings later, you can tell, oh, uh, this is why she did this, you know, is and kind of stuck her neck out for Tom Cruise because he gets called out in front of the whole group and it was very uncomfortable. I mean, if the first time you probably maybe can remember the first time you watched it, it's not uncomfortable scene. Because you don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. You don't know if they're gonna kill Tom Cruise, if it's that type of movie. It, it turns out it's not that type of movie. Uh it's more of a uh uh you better toe the line motherfucker mm-hmm. <laughs> and not mention anything. And uh basically he does. <laughs> you know, he does toe the line. You know, he doesn't... I mean he
2: goes back to the house the next day. Yep. Remember the in the Rose Royce comes down the driveway. I don't think and he's realizing. hands him a note. Yeah. Right.
0: And he doesn't realize how serious this is. Not until in the next
2: scene with Sidney Pollack.
0: Yeah, and Sidney Pollack really sets it up for him and says, hey, do you want to die? Because that's kind of what we're... He doesn't say that, but that's kind of what if we're you didn't about,
2: walk yeah. away from that conversation feeling yeah. like that was you your option. You can options.
0: tell that Sidney Pollack is going
2: to report back to people. Because the girl died. Yeah. That's the big thing. Yeah. The girl died, and Tom Cruise was like she spoke for her. Remember that was that yeah. ceremony? She's like, who for this person? She got her
0: brains fucked up yeah. she left and the party a with a lot of money and, 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 and she was fine when she left the party. That's yeah. all we know. After that...
2: I mean, he uh, had seen her OD once before, so it's not God a big stretch you know? yeah. to imagine that it happened again.
0: The Really, the only kind of... Uh it's it's not like a downside to the movie because it's it's definitely pertinent to the whole thing, but my least interesting thing in the whole thing is anything Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Really. I mean I understand, I understand her purpose. I understand her purpose. She needed there. to be
2: there to kind of
0: and that was kind of the thing, too. Was Nicole Kidman at the party, you know? Or what did Nicole Kidman know about the party? Because when he got home, this was all a secret to Tom Cruise and, he, yeah. and a secret that he was going to take to his grave. Uh-huh. And then he got home, and his mask is laid out on yeah. the fucking bed. Uh-huh. So you're like, all right, what does she, she know? Never she never mentions it. She never mentions it. That's what I would do. Yeah. it's It's a fantastic movie, but it's probably I, not as rewarding to some people that want it to be something else. I think a lot of people want it to be. Oh, he found a secret society, and yeah. they killed eight yeah. people to keep it quiet. And they, they wanted to be what was the
2: movie with Tom Hanks with the demons and sorcery?
0: Oh yeah, they wanted to be like clues, like, like uh, the illuminati, Leonardo. Uh, yeah. What is it? The Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci. They wanted to be some big, big thing like that. And maybe there is that movie out there. that's it wasn't. That's, this wasn't that. But movie. this wasn't that movie. And go I ahead. liked where it went. If you're a Stanley Kubrick fan going into it, there's no way in the world that you're surprised that it's slow and that it's methodical. I bet it made their marriage better uh, <laughs> for three months. Probably three <laughs> more months at least. Uh, I love it. I'm right there with you. Uh, and then it's, it's a fantastic. A, it's
2: film. a a masterclass in filmmaking.
0: It really is because this was. I mean, it's the last movie I ever did, and if you're looking, you can rewatch this movie and just watch cinematography. You can watch this movie just for dolly shots, and I don't
2: just think for this lighting. movie ever goes out of style either. No, from the it history it, into the future, the content was perfect, the way it was filmed was perfect. Yeah, I don't think it ever loses relevance.
0: So let's pivot to my movie, 1997's The Game, to another t- master director with. Unbelievable cinematography. Now, I got a little bit of trivia here for you, too. So this is the game from
2: 1997.
0: What's in the box? Uh, Seven was from 1995. So this is his follow-up to Seven. Now, the director of... This is a very David Fincher movie. When you watch it, you're like, wow, this is so Fincher and everything. And I realized that he used different cinematographers all the time. It's not like it's, one of those directors that found one. So he's only used the cinematographer that he used for the game, he's only used one other time. What do you think movie that is?
2: One other time.
0: You got to think the movie, dark, the, the, all the great shots in the game and everything. And he, he does carry that along with him in, in most of his movies. But uh, it, it was very fascinating to me that the other movie that this guy had done. What is it? Zodiac okay yep zodiac and uh the game were by the same cinematographer seven was completely different pa- panic room was completely different so it's very interesting they all see he that's why you could tell he's a great director He's, he's even with different cinematographers he's able to convey that david lynchian look because seven looks just like the game you could have told me mm-hmm. that the same guy who did seven yeah. did uh the game he, and i would I mean, own it, it
2: there's there's some directors that like Kubrick's probably that yeah. too. He knows what he wants the scene to look like. Oh yeah. Fincher so. and Kubrick
0: have a lot of similarities in my mind. Uh, as as a director, as a guy who wants what he wants, that realizes that if it's three hours, I don't give a shit, that is what it's going to take to tell this story. Not that he always has to Who's do the that. thin red line guy? That's Terrence Malick. Now he's probably, he's almost in a class all his own. Uh, but he's probably closer to Kubrick than anybody else. Yeah. I love I like uh, Terrence Malick. Like the Tree of Life. If, if
2: uh, I heard he did a movie that was an hour and 45, I'd be disappointed.
0: I think some of his earlier ones, like like Badlands, is probably an hour and 45. That great Maybe. Martin Sheen, uh, Sissy Spacek one where okay. they're basically like, they that's another War Notes movie. Where uh, where Martin Sheen kills her dad and just and she's like fourteen and he's like 18, 19 or something but he's he's fascinated with her and wants to date her and she's like my dad won't let me date anyone so he goes to the house and kills her dad just takes her in the car and it's like the they, they Bonnie go and Clyde on. yeah it's like a Bonnie and Clyde kind of thing and they live in the woods almost mosquito coast type of way to get away from people and it was a great movie uh yeah Terrence Malick <laughs> but back to Fincher man and so I mean I started early with Fincher watching his first movie, which was Alien 3, which I loved. I loved mm. Alien 3. I, people thought it was dark and slow, and uh, and yeah, that's Fincher. That's what you get. And the Fincher cut is amazing. If you haven't seen I've the, seen the Alien 3 Fincher cut, much better uh, than the original cut that they made you uh, kind
2: of force you to watch. But so with the hey, game. I bet he fought a lot with, with uh, executives.
0: Oh, on Alien 3, it was a nightmare. This trying a great to get stuff in there, trying to... It's a great They're, documentary on that quadrilogy, and he lived through hell. Because before that, he had just done music videos. That's the problem,
2: In If you're good at that, you have to be next level for them to leave you yeah. alone like they do Kubrick. But... but Still, Kubrick probably had trouble getting those, the financing.
0: I think a lot of those, what we know as master class kind of directors, a lot of them started out rough being given the business yeah. and giving shit. Like Francis Ford Coppola did not have an enjoyable time doing fucking yeah. Godfather, man. He was they threatened were, to be they fired They people to be
2: more like Michael Bay. Michael Bay just comes in, yeah. gets I mean, it done. Uh,
0: well, if that's the type of movie, that's fine. But these people got to convey the fact that this is not that type of movie. This is art. And, I'm
2: not trying to say Michael Bay doesn't do art.
0: Oh, I mean what he does he does good he does well when he sticks in his own lane You know, he it's stays a, in his own a, lane as long as you stay in his own lane like Rennie Harland's great as long as Rennie Harland if you're gonna do uh, fucking Cliffhanger or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4 or one uh, Cutthroat Island which weirdly enough Quentin Carantino loves he says that he says he, that was the best movie of the year in that year <laughs> was Cutthroat Island I own it just because he said that and I haven't watched yet so I'm gonna have to go back and watch Cutthroat Island it's good Island. to get
2: an endorsement from him
0: he likes weird shit, though. That's what's great about he's him. He's weird. He, he, people think he's, and he is, he's a genius, but he also is like a movie dork. And if you watch that stuff, he knows everything. You think you know shit about movies until you listen to him and Avery talk. And they probably don't know 80s and 90s as well as some people, but man, they know 70s. Woo, no one knows 70s films
2: more than those two dudes. Uh, I mean, it's like you with the 80s.
0: Yeah, he hates the 80s. He thinks the 50s and the and he said it last pod too. 50s and the 80s were the worst years for movies ever. He the says.
2: 80s was more just about fun with movies.
0: It was different for us because it was nostalgic like it's nostalgia, like the 70s the, was all those, those movies
2: were done with fun. He
0: grew up in the 70s. We grew up in the 80s. I mean, yeah. that's kind of what happens. All right, back to the game. So I'm going to give you the uh, the gist with the game here. So starring Michael Douglas, Sean Penn, Deborah Unger, uh, that really good uh, Israeli guy that's uh, in a, from Avalon that I really like. Uh, damn, what the hell? Is Mueller is his last name. He's got like a three-word name, but the last name is Mueller. He was amazing in this. Uh, the, uh, the guy who played... Uh, the, the Homeland girl's father uh, was really great in this. He was the one that kind of signed him up for the game. Oh, yeah, he yeah, was yeah, in yeah. Uh, Meet the Parents.
2: I know he, him from some. If, if you kept meet saying what he did, he was, I would know he it. He was it really good. It isn't meet those parents. two movies, but I yeah. know who you're talking He's about. He's
0: really good. So if you're not familiar with the game, and we're, we're going to keep the very, very end, we're going to reveal a whole bunch and. Uh, we don't have to reveal the very end. It, it, it's not as necessary. So what's great about this movie is it starts out very dark, very slow, but it also has its moments of very action-packed stuff. So Michael Douglas is a um, business guy. It's kind of like... Gordon Gecko, he, but not as powerful yeah, yeah, and ruthless. He, yeah, exactly. That's the best way to explain it. I don't have to say any more about it. <laughs> so he's also troubled by his dad's death, though. His dad committed suicide when he was like 13, and it was, he's still living in the house, and the dad jumped off the roof and landed on the uh, on he, the... Damien front, style yeah the front patio and everything move from that fucking house dude oh yeah and his brother's kind of a fuck up but moved away and is living his own life and it was alluded that he had he'd been on uh, drugs and got through rehab and everything and he's, he's trying to get his life straight and that's the Sean Penn character. So it starts out and it's Michael Douglas's birthday and you could tell he, he's living a life kind of like Bill Murray from Scrooge to where he's 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 got secretaries doing all his work and you yeah. can tell he doesn't care much about people and he's doing he, like it's takeovers just, and stuff like yeah, that.
2: Yeah, I mean, he has nothing exciting in his life. Nothing
0: exciting. On. And so he meets This is very
2: a- apropos to the to the Tom Cruise character to be yeah. honest with you. True.
0: So Sean Penn invites him to Lunch at a fancy restaurant and Michael Douglas shows up and he his brother gives him a card called C it says CRS like Consumer Service Recreational or something like that. And he's like, Go to this place, it'll change your life. And he's like, Well, what is it? And he's like, I can't tell you what it is. It's 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 gonna make your life fun. He says, Do You don't remember what fun is and everything? He's like, and then Sean Penn's character is Conrad. He's like, Conrad, I don't have time for this. You know, I've, I'm doing this stuff. And he says, maybe I'll, I'll give him a call. He says, do it. Do it for me. Give him a call sometime. And then Tom Cruise puts it in his wallet and he doesn't even think about Tom Cruise. Uh, Michael Douglas puts it in his wallet and doesn't even speak about it again. And the next day he's, he's at a building and he just happens to see that CRS is in that building. He's like, well, that's strange. I have this card. CRS is right here. He says, I might as well go up there and see what the hell this is all about and he goes in there and it's a great scene in the movie I really love it and uh, the guy's really selling it that guy from Meet the Parents and he, he's like Michael Douglas is like well what is this he's like oh it's a game he's like it's completely tailored to you he's like, he's like yeah, me telling you what it is it will ruin it for you but it, it, a lot of people love it we're branching out to all these different offices it's great he says he says, "This is what we should do. Take the evaluation. Take all the tests today. It'll take a couple hours. And uh, if you don't like it, uh, someday your game will start. If you don't like it, that's fine. If you do, then you go with it." And he's like, "All right, I'll, I'll do your little thing." And he's looking at the test questions and everything and they're weird questions yeah. like, do, "Do you feel bad when someone murders animals, or do you feel guilty when you masturbate?" And it's all these weird stuff. He did like him he's on like, a "Hey, I didn't write the questions." Him a- and so yeah, they got him doing running tests and everything. One of my favorite lines in the whole movie. It's different from your line. I know your line. You'll mention it when we get there. But uh, they're they're doing like this stress thing where he's watching clips like almost Alex style from. Uh, dr uh, not dr strange uh, clockwork orange mm-hmm. where they're showing up difficult sexy scenes but then violent scenes and then sexy scenes and you can tell it's going on for a while michael douglas stands up and he looks towards the projector he's like does this thing end <laughs> <laughs> and then uh they take him in and i love his like uh snarkiness in this movie he's he's like thank you for taking half my day from me uh, type yeah. of thing he's he like, does well, that a lot we'll, we'll get movie. back to you and everything and Then this whole time, he's dealing with all just business crap and everything, and he gets a call during a meeting, and it's like, uh, he's more interested on how they got this number. How'd you get this number? And he was like, oh, this is so-and-so from CRS. We just want to tell you that your application has been denied. Don't take this personally and everything. And he's like, what the hell? And he tries to sell it off like he's not interested in doing it to Conrad. He's like, yeah, I kind of gave that CRS thing a a think, and uh, I don't think I'm going to do it. But really, they didn't accept him. Yeah. Little does he know that they did. So the first thing when stu- st- stuff starts getting crazy is which when,
2: movie was made first? This or Total Recall?
0: Yeah, I know, uh, <laughs> Total Recall. I think. But um, <clears throat> so he he drives home, and when he gets home, almost in the same. This is what's yeah, weird. it's pretty it, twisted. There's a lot of twisted dickish things that yeah. they do to Michael Douglas on this movie, and like, like try to kill him a bunch of times. Yeah, like like it really could have gone any way uh, where. Th- him being angry or happy at the end of this game let's just say that
2: if they do this game 100 times 20 people kill yeah. themselves i think the i would over. be pissed but oh Jesus there's
0: says. a possibility that i would be so excited for the game to be that's over that maybe i would be really <laughs> but anyways then we'll allude to that that's about what we'll allude to but when he gets home, in the same position that his dad died in is this clown, Life like size. a full-size life-size clown, similar to the clown from, like, FX2. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, almost exactly. Yeah, and so he picks it up, and he drags it inside, and he sees this thread coming out of its mouth, and he pulls it out of his mouth, and he sees a key that says CRS on it. Well, it's no doubt this has to do with the game. So he just he brings it into his office, and he's just sitting there drinking and watching the news, and this the movie kind of goes crazy, and I love it. All of a sudden, he is, uh, he looks over at the clown and he's kind of messing with the clown. And then all of a sudden, the news person on the news that he watches every night, we saw like a day before him watching the same guy. It's Mm -hmm. like watching David Mueller or whoever else. It's on the famous for the news these days. And, uh, he suddenly mentions his name and he turns and he looks at the screen and then it continues with the news and they mention his name again. And then, uh, the the newscaster is like, are you gonna mess around with that clown all night, or are you gonna listen to the news here? And the he thing turns they put around the
2: clown with the with the face in the right way.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he looks back and he's like, what the, What is this? And the the guy. Delivering the news is directly talking to Michael Douglas now, saying, this is your game. It has started. And Michael Douglas is like, how can you see here? What is this going on? And he's even playing with him a little bit. Well, Michael Douglas starts walking around the room. He's like, you're getting colder, you're getting warmer. And then he realizes, oh, shit, obviously there's a camera in one of the eyes of the clown, And he's like, write down this number. This number is for customer service. Don't call them and ask what the game is because the game is figuring out what the game is. And so right then, that's officially when the game starts. He has the key, he puts it in his pocket, doesn't know what it goes to. He finds random objects around the way. He ends up getting uh kind of wrapped up with the Deborah Unger character. She he goes to he, he's uh, at a fancy restaurant. He's at She's a, a waitress. She's a waitress. She's a waitress, dumps a like uh drink on him and she gets fired and he follows her outside. There's moments of decency that we see with Uh. Michael Douglas, like him following her outside, apologizing to her. And he's rich. He could get her a job if he wanted to. I think maybe that's where he was going with it, but it didn't get that far. Uh, And she's just telling him to fuck off and everything. And... Then, like, a homeless guy, like, starts choking in the street. And Deborah Unger, like, revives him and gets him back. And the ambulance shows up. And the ambulance wants to hold Michael Douglas and her back to take statements and everything. And they drive him back to the hospital. And when they get to the hospital, no one's there. There, There's, like, no one wherever the ambulance drives, it's completely empty. And they have to find a way to to escape together. So now she's kind of wrapped up in this game with him, And it just goes crazy places, man.
2: Uh, he, yeah, they almost killed him a hundred times. Yeah,
0: there's a great scene where he gets. If your brother buys you this game, he's a dick. Yeah, he's a dick, <laughs> and he is, and 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 he even says he's a dick. But there's a moment where he uh, is given like a handle to something, and he doesn't know what it's for, you and have he to keeps keep it, everything right. Yeah, and he keeps it in his pocket. Luckily, there's a but there's a great scene where he his car gets a flat, and he uh, flags down a cab and it's the guy from Sin City you've seen him before he's got a real uh, legit yeah. scar on his face he plays oh, yeah. an Irish guy a lot Yeah, uh, and he's driving the cab and all he does is laugh maniacally basically and he's driving so fast down those streets of San Francisco towards the pier and then he literally bolts he he opens the door tuck and jumps and jump and, 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 and Michael Douglas is left by himself heading towards the pier and Michael Douglas <laughs> is how would knocked
2: out he when is, that hits the water cause- yeah, I know
0: I mean, well, he he went right it, into the. He puts his thing on just in the last the second, and he goes into the water, down into the bay, and he literally is almost the water has not come in yet, and he remembers the handle in his pocket because he goes for the handle yeah, to thing roll he it kept, down. Will they have a
2: dive crew waiting? Yeah, that was
0: <laughs> what was maybe uh, going on or not going on. We don't know, but. Yeah, like you said, he almost kills him so many times in this movie, and everything, and, and, and there's so many twists and turns. And you think this person's in on it, you don't know yeah. if that person's in on it. At one point, he wakes up. The thing is, we're never going to
2: do this movie justice by not talking about the ending. So well, obviously, we're not going to talk about the ending, but hopefully, you can understand how. Good no, it I is. think
0: I think doing it justice is the lead up to it. Uh, and we have talked about the ending in past episodes. Have uh, we? If you went if you went back and searched, you could probably. But. It's worth it for you for sure. That the, this movie goes so far that he wakes up like that. He gets drugged and he wakes up in a coffin, in like a shallow grave in Mexico, and he has to literally like bust him out. Has no money. Is begging for uh to uh to get money. Has to beg for a ride to uh, San Francisco he and turns everything. New badass. He, from he is where
2: his journey was big.
0: Yeah. When that last 15 minutes start happening, Michael Douglas is like lost it. He's almost like falling down, Michael Douglas, which is my favorite Michael Douglas. My favorite Michael Douglas role of all time is falling down. And uh, this is this is close to it because it's like, like you said, it's like Gordon Gecko just turned up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> if, if he was had it all taken, they pulled like a Life, Life Stinks thing. Do you remember Life Stinks with Mel Brooks where they take all his money from him and oh, he has yeah, to yeah, live yeah. on the streets with the poor people? It's kind of like how Michael Douglas, he's not used to having to eat a hot dog on the street in uh, Mexico and have to go in front of the diner and say, I have $18.17. Can someone please drive me back to San Francisco? My favorite
2: line, we skipped over oh, yeah, yeah, that part, ahead. was when he first was was on the run with Deborah Unger. Yeah. They were trying to escape. I can't remember what they were running from. Patrols from the hospital or something what they were where they were at. So yeah. they I'm not sure climbed they to a from. building, one of the ladders, right? Yeah. They had to like jump up and, and climb up, and he dropped one of his loafers. Yeah. And then he kind of looks down and he goes, there goes $1,000. And Deborah Unger's like, you spent $1,000 in your shoes? And he's like, on that one I did. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> if That a, doesn't sell up a rich person. I don't know what does.
0: It's such a funny line, too. <laughs> I, I pointed it out to my wife. I said, here comes Dave's favorite line. And then it, they said it. I was like, that is so funny. It is a great, great line. And he delivers it perfectly, man. Michael hey. Douglas is so good in this. I can't believe Venture hasn't used Michael Douglas again because they went together really well in this movie. Has Fincher used Sean Penn again in a movie? Can't even think. He he doesn't reuse a no. whole shitload of people, does he? Because the guys from Zodiac weren't in any of the other his other movies, and with uh, Fight Club, Ed Norton and uh, and man, he just might be a thing who just uses different people and different crew members on everything. Uh, Morgan Freeman he
2: hasn't used. It's oh, kind of so he
0: did use he did use Brad Pitt because Brad Pitt was in Seven and in Fight Club. Yeah,
2: so that was one of them. I mean, when you find your guy. you're you got
0: your guy, is but he he's... Doing, uh, he's the one doing Oppenheimer, right? Who knows? Let me look up. Who play, who's playing Oppenheimer? Uh, Killian Murphy, uh, who is perfect for it. You know, the red eye uh, guy. Oh, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Let me look up Fincher because it'll tell us. I'm pretty sure uh, it's Oppenheimer and it stars everybody. This will be fun. I got to uh, tell you what, what the cast is for this fucking movie. Uh, so upcoming, he's not doing Oppenheimer. Who the fuck is doing Oppenheimer?
2: Nope. Uh-huh. And I bet it's still somebody. It's spell Oppenheimer. There it is. Starts with an O. And I know there's a P in there uh, at some point.
0: Oppenheimer. There it is. This is oh, it's Christopher Nolan, which is very close to Fincher in my opinion. But let me <laughs> let me tell you who's starring. I bet there's going to be
2: multiple Alton. universes.
0: This cast is probably the craziest cast I had ever heard. So you got Florence Pugh, who is like the, the flavor of the week right now, obviously midsummer and uh, and uh, Don't Worry Darling, uh, Killian Murphy, Robert Downey Jr., Emily Blunt, uh, Gary Oldman, Matt Damon, Jack Quaid, who is Dennis Quaid's son, uh, Josh Harnett, who's coming out of fucking basically retirement, Josh Harnett's been, hadn't been a shit in 20 years, uh, Kenneth Branagh. Uh, a, a new Guard that I've never heard of <laughs> that's not Stellan or Bill or uh, the other one.
2: Someone who, someone a uh, favor.
0: Remy Malek uh, is in it. Matthew Modine is in it. Dane DeHane, uh, who this is, is great. a big movie. Ka- Ka- Casey Affleck, Scott Grimes, <laughs> fucking Tony Goldwyn. Uh, uh, James Remar is in it. Jason Clark. Uh, is these in it. guys must be working for scale uh benny <laughs> safati that's the guy i don't think they could afford uh, all these guys if they weren't working for scale benny Savati is actually a really great actor too that's the guy who did uncut gems with his brother but benny is actually an actor oh, he, okay he goes in movies and he does really what there was another movie he just did that was really good he was awesome in it uh oh he was in the obi-wan uh show but he was in licorice pizza he was really good in uh He's one of those guys that you, you want him to keep directing, but he's such a great actor. And it keeps going. I mean that that was it's an insane kind of cast. And it's supposed to come out July twenty first of next year. That's gonna be the big movie next year, Oppenheimer.
2: I mean it's gonna be it. slow, a lot of people aren't yeah. gonna enjoy it.
0: But. So I'm not sure what Fincher has coming up, uh but I'm I'm already on board. I love David Fincher. I I, I love watch. All his he's stuff. one of those
2: directors, almost like the Coen brothers. And except Christopher Christopher Nolan, really, really. he doesn't really. You hear you hear that Christopher Nolan. Nolan's doing
0: a movie. I'm, you got to see it. I just got to see it. It might not,
2: those might not be my thing. favorite, but I still have to see it.
0: Yeah, but those are the Spielberg, Cooper, yeah. Coppola guys uh-huh. of this era. Yeah. You know, Ari Aster's coming up too. the the same guy, uh, the guy who did The Lighthouse, There's a lot is of another guy. Guys.
2: directors, too, isn't there? That are doing good things.
0: Um. Yeah, I mean there's 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 so many good directors right now, but uh it it's one of those things you can't realize how good somebody is until three or four of their movies come out. When they have three or four bangers, you're like, holy shit, this guy is somebody. I to mean, watch. the
2: greatest thing to happen to directors and it was uh streaming. Oh yeah. Now that they just need so much. Yeah. You can I don't think it's a struggle as it maybe was 20 years ago.
0: No, people always talk about the bad stuff that's kind of wrapped around movies not being in the theater all the time or everything, but there's a lot of good stuff happening with the business and everything and it carries It seems over. like,
2: you know, if you want to direct a movie and you're you have track record, you it's a lot easier and than now. And the fans.
0: Well, it's easier for the fans to like most recently is the Ari Aster guy or the guy who did uh uh, the, the Lighthouse, who did uh, Witches, The Lighthouse, and Northman. He's done three movies, and they're fucking fantastic. All three of those movies are fantastic. Uh, the Northman, you would really like. That was really great. But the Ari Aster guy who did uh, Midsommar and Hereditary, and we're all super excited to see what the next thing he does is. So I'm glad that there's— I know
2: whatever he does is going to have a three-minute really uncomfortable scene. Yeah. Like
0: yeah yeah <laughs> well yeah that, him especially man those
2: are some of the movies you're like it, or the guy who, two or three three minute uncomfortable the same thing
0: with the guy i'm telling you one of the if i had to recommend any movie that i watched the entire year to you it would be that to cost concrete that would be one of your favorite movies uh that one with vince vaughn and mel gibson the same guy who did bone tomahawk and uh that brawl in cell block 99 that dragged cost concrete most people are going to think it's long and boring. It was phenomenal. You would love it. It'd be ultra things. It's got its moments. Sun is ultraviolent. Nothing's going to be as violent as Bone Tomahawk. And it, it's definitely not as violent as. It's definitely not violent. Cell
2: Block 99 had way more violence than Bone Tomahawk
0: yeah because it was throughout yeah it kind of sustained violence it was, yeah it was sustained it was, throughout. some of it was so comical that it yeah, didn't kinda, bother you but yeah it helped get through it yeah but uh yeah the least violent is definitely that dragged across concrete it's more of it it's just too that might
2: be one of the only few movies not that Justin doesn't watch good movies but one that he recommended to me that I watched and liked it Bone Tomahawk. no uh, oh, the cell block. Cell block. Yeah, because he watched
0: Bone Tomahawk here with me.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, but Bone, yeah, cell block. I think he watched that before me as well, and I, I watched that, and then I, and then he also watched. Uh,
2: well, you and him have a better alignment. He likes the movies I like, but you two have a lot more in common than I do with him.
0: Yeah, but I'm kind of on my own with, uh, I like a lot of 60s and 70s yeah. movies. And and uh, you like a lot of those 60s and 70s movies, and he is definitely, I like no, he is 80. I like no
2: comedies and really no action movies unless they're crime-based. Yeah. Or thriller Like,
0: Well, what's good about, uh, too, is knowing each other's taste is I remember the first time Justin had mentioned Drag to College Conqueror, he says, I did not like this movie, but you two would love it. Okay. And it's, it's very true. Very
2: true. And that usually comes down to it was too slow.
0: Yeah. I mean that happens when you spend five years talking about people's tastes on movies. You know what they're going to watch. Spare me of the movies that are going to be too long or uh, for him, uh, not for me. If, if it's I don't know why four hours like long, I'm long movies,
2: it. but a lot of times if you're a smoker. That does have something you to do with it. You don't like That's long true. movies. That is true. Because you have to always take a break, even if it's every 30 minutes. Yeah, or...
0: Some people just get bored with it, where I am yeah. always looking at if something. If
2: you lure me in, I want to be there for yeah. that time. I, I want to
0: look at the lights that Kubrick put up, yeah. or... or uh, or where the light source is coming from. I think about shit like that. Like when I'm watching uh, horror movies and everything, when they're lighting a movie a certain way I'm, and they have to like te- let you know where that light source is, I'm very interested in that type of stuff. Which sometimes I don't get until my third or fourth viewing of things. So, Which is why a lot of times movies will really grow on me. I'll, I'll watch it and then I'll rewatch, it and I'll be like, oh man, I appreciate this a lot more. That's why I always tell people, so don't... If, if you... If you're on the fence with a movie, watch it again because chances are, if you're on the fence with it, and you might really, really enjoy it on that second viewing. And some of those movies, like Midsommar and *Hereditary*, are like that. Especially the ones that kind of make you feel uncomfortable at first. When you see them the second time, you know what's going to happen and you know what's going on. And you them go, jumping and off the cliffs, can, to, can, I don't think I, could,
2: I don't think that, that bothered you, huh? That, and that was the least thing that bothered me. Like him getting burned alive was didn't bother me as much as the jumping off the.
0: In mid, if we're talking uh, midsummer, uh, what bothered me the most probably was the sister killing herself at the beginning, and and the way she was tied up and it went to the other room and you heard Florence Pugh crying hysterically over that shot. That was a disturbing shot to me. Everything else in that it was pretty easy. I think in Hereditary, obviously the the, the <laughs> severed, the, the the severed head was was disturbing as shit, but. For me it's that feeling of the watching the kid in bed with his eyes shut hearing his, his mom her mom, mom going down the stairs leaving the front door going to the front uh, going into the car knowing what she's going to find and just screaming and screaming that was a fucking difficult scene uh, for me uh more it's, so than the violence it's that uh that stuff that you can immediately put yourself into like i've i've made this bad decision and i've made it so bad that i'm just gonna wait till someone else finds it <laughs> i was like that's that's
2: they some, were so, some radio, type of stuff some radio dj they were talking about horror movies with his co-host or something and they their takes were terrible but the one guy's like He's like, yeah, some movies. He's like a reason why I never drive behind a log truck. Yeah, 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 ever again, yeah. ever again.
0: It's interesting when you hear. I hear it a lot on podcasts. Sometimes I hear it about a scene that I know bothers me that I've never heard of anyone else bothering, and it happened recently. There was this, there's a scene that it, it's bothersome in the original and in the remake of the Getaway. Do you remember the getaway mm-hmm. uh, with uh, with the original with Steve McQueen and Allie McGraw? And then the remake was Alec Baldwin, James Woods, and Kim Basinger. And it was a scene in both of them that was disturbing as hell to me as a kid. It's disturbing watching it now. And uh, I was listening to a podcast where someone talks about it, and they were like, and they didn't even tell what the scene was. It was like, there was a scene that just really disturbed me in that, that thing. And I it, it made me almost giddy to know the scene that they were going to talk about was a scene that has always done it for me. It's a scene where... Uh, where the guy that double crosses Alec Baldwin it was Michael Madsen in the uh, in the remake. I'm mm-hmm. not the guy in the original was the guy that played Salazzo in uh, in Godfather, and he's on the run and he gets shot and he stops at a vet's office and it's Jennifer Tilly. I'll just say Michael Madsen and Jennifer Tilly because that scene was almost a little bit more disturbing. And it's a it's a husband and wife vet scene. It's a it's a husband and wife vet scene, and Michael Madsen, uh, it, it like basically. It he emasculates up, the husband in front emasculates of and, the she husband was off and on she's it. so gets off on it. They end up having sex in front of the husband. Yeah. So many times that he goes in the bathroom and hangs himself. I was like, that is unbelievably yeah. disturbing. That dude. very disturbing. That you're, you, you're forced to watch your wife have sex with somebody else, enjoy it. And, and then be so upset about that. You go in and hang yourself. And it was kind of just like a, a throwaway scene. And, and it's disturbing in both versions. You know who the girl who played Jennifer Tilly was in the old one? Uh, What's the girl from All in the Family? The blonde girl. Uh, she did all
2: the uh, feed the sick kids thing. Yeah, yeah. Struthers. <laughs> Sally, Sally,
0: Struthers. Sa- Sally Struthers. She was Sally Struthers. I think
2: I've seen that old one too. I think.
0: Yeah, and it was it wasn't quite as she disturbing. just
2: humiliated him more than well her like husband that hung
0: herself too in that version was Floyd from uh, from Andy Griffith's show. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. I like both those movies too, but it was a very disturbing scene. So you never know what's going to disturb somebody and it will completely not disturb something else.
2: scenario is disturbing itself, but then to have your wife be into it too would be, that's just kind of twisted.
0: In a weird kind of action, kind of heist drama too. It was kind of thrown in there. So it's interesting because I do find a lot of people like everyone's disturbed about like stuff that they should be disturbed of. Like, happiness and all that type of stuff but yeah it's good well that's good for this week man two great directors i'm glad we uh we got to highlight uh not that they needed it but uh stanley kubrick and david Fincher. if you're if you're not familiar if you're a new moviegoer and you're listening to this go through their entire catalog He'll you get cannot go wrong with those two guys kubrick start with uh you could start with the killers and just move your way mm-hmm. up you could skip killer's kiss if you want to i know some people that like it but for me killers all the way to eyes wide shut is amazing and with fincher you could probably skip alien 3 if you're not an alien fan and start just with seven and work your way work your way up but even alien 3 showed some really great chops and uh, of what he was capable of because like i said before that he was doing he did vogue he did the uh the madonna video um and uh i did all sorts i think he did three different madonna videos and a couple other kind of famous got, he ones he made
2: a ton of money before he got out of yeah. those guys made a ton of money those big time music video yeah. directors they're not looked at very highly not though, when they from moved a to the cinematic business. thing but as far as like pop culture yeah like it, that had a lot of weight to it so I imagine you, you at least know can show you're competent yeah so for, it was probably a stepping stone for a lot of directors to be yeah. honest with you
0: Hopefully some good movies. I know the Oscar. We, we're not seeing these Oscar movies yet. We do not know what movies that are going to be all nominated at they're the end, do end the of the Oscars year. Now, again this year? oh yeah, they do it every <laughs> year. But, uh, well, we'll do Golden Globes first. But you know was... who won't be there? <laughs> yeah, Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you know they're going to try to invite him and Chris Rock to do it together. Come on, this will be good for your career. You go up there together. No, Fuck he got banned in ten years. Oh yeah, that's true. He can't even show up. He can't go yeah. for ten years. Yeah, just
2: that's so ridiculous.
0: just don't even talk about it anymore. That if I was him, or he's got to let it go away mm-hmm. basically before he can come back again. Uh, so yeah, so I'm interested in what movies is going to be at the end of the year. I've already got my ticket booked for Black Panther and for the menu. I'm very excited about those two movies. But uh, other than that, I'm just kind of waiting to see what movies that uh, the whale, they finally released the first uh, movie for the whale it looks depressing as fuck. Like we didn't know that already. Uh, oh, we were told it I looks depressing it. as fuck. But now you see it's like a minute long teaser and you see Brandon Frazier in that fat suit crying with like the oxygen in his nose and you're like oh man this is gonna be a miserable movie I'll be there I'll watch it I want to see I don't turn down seeing a tour de force even if it's disturbing or, or sad and but
2: I, I'm glad to see him doing something oh yeah
0: he's gonna have a huge next two years because he's in the Scorsese movie he was gonna be in the, the Batgirl but uh, that's canceled he's, he's gonna be the top guy to get why do you
2: they canceled so I was reading a story about that they canceled that movie to take an insurance loss yeah, because they didn't think it would make what it would cost to promote it. That's like a. It's like having a, it done. It's
0: like shitting on the heads of the fans right oh, there. You man. know, you want to alienate your fans. This is how and you it was do like.
2: It wasn't. It was a minority lead. Uh, like she was Hispanic.
0: Oh yeah, 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 Batgirl, Yeah, that's yeah, That's crazy. It, and it was gonna have Michael Keaton in, it, and it was gonna have Brendan Fraser as Firefly, the bad guy, and everything. You're like, what the? Fuck? I bet
2: it. I bet it gets bought by another company. I mean, and that's released.
0: done. That's done a lot, but the 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 fans don't hear about it. You know, those things, but they got
2: pretty, they got, they got far and they far into talking about it. And they tease pitchers and they, and then all of a sudden, Oh wait, it's not coming out. You can't do that. That's terrible.
0: Terrible. Yeah. Even Brandon, you have to lose
2: money and tell your shareholders, sorry, we'll do better next time. But
0: well, it's live and learn. So they'll, they'll, they'll learn from that. Hopefully. But I don't know. well, Next week, me and Justin's got two more, and we're about getting close. We're a creep, uh, creeping up on our uh, episode 250, which will be our cool anniversary episode. And then we're gonna shift gears, and we're gonna talk about movies, a movie every week that's uh, that's being aired on Tubi. That way, the fans can uh, can sit there and then watch it themselves. And uh, Tubi's killing it right now, so they've got like tons of good movies on there. So it's gonna be an easy uh, easy feat to be able to pick. Uh, fantastic films from there great movies from the 70s the 60s the 50s they cover all the genres i don't know what their uh, their deal is with these uh movie companies maybe because they're smaller more indie flicks they're getting better deals than trying to get et yeah. e. on their uh platform or whatever but i know they just i mean there's I'm pretty sure they sub- just got the three john wick movies on there so they're getting bigger movies those movies
2: just change hands they yeah. all have value and some go up in value if that person's relevant, yeah.
0: and I don't. I wouldn't tell Tubi this uh, because it's You'd a free. It's a free service. It's free. It's I know, but you. I would pay. You would pay ten bucks. A I month. would pay twenty dollars a month for it. But keep in mind, it's, mind, it's better stuff than Netflix. They do.
2: They do commercials, right? Yeah, but At some point. so brief. I know, but yeah. that's where their money. That's is. That's where their money is. It's yeah. commercials. But uh, you give something away, you know, people are going to come.
0: It's a way better selection than Netflix, Amazon uh Peacock, all combined. Maybe not HBO. HBO has some fantastic films on there, but uh it's on par with them for sure. And I pay eighteen dollars a month for, or sixteen and fifty for HBO every month. But I would definitely pay for Tubi. I'm glad I don't have to though, because it's awesome. Yeah. Do you watch any of the streaming ones? What's the mo- one you watch the most?
2: No, n- Just nothing. Just YouTube. Just YouTube. Yeah.
0: YouTube's a good one too. Watch the, uh, the, do yourself a favor, this was fantastic, I watched last Friday night, it, it, I don't watch many stand-up specials, but Ari Shafir's Jew. Oh, s- I saw it. You watched it, Oh so thing. good, man, we yeah. watched the whole thing too, usually I'll put a stand-up on, and I'll stop at a half hour into it.
2: I've been going back and watching him and Joey Diaz doing yeah. the church of what's happening now, oh, yeah. so good. I saw it. It's so With good. With all the candles he had it lit, Yeah. did you see his, did you see it on YouTube? Yeah, watch on YouTube. Did you see the disclaimer he had under? Oh, no, I don't think so. He was talking about, this movie cost me, this show cost me 43% of my life savings to make. Wow. And took... He killed it. And he said, donate below, please, so I can recoup my money. Yeah. And so you can give what's called the super thanks. And it's basically just his 50 bucks, and thanks for doing your shit. All all guys are doing it now. Like, there was like 3,000... 3,000... People put. Mar- he, he probably made a ton of money. Mark
0: Norman and Sam Morell, they kind of basically spearheaded the idea of just bypassing Netflix yeah. altogether and just putting their shit out there. And they're all making money off it. Uh, There's yeah, creative t- ways to get. Arsh Shafir is so good, too. And he, he kept it pretty, like. Uh, like it he wasn't be, raunchy, you know, and it was a it wasn't great raunchy, history. But he was just—it was a great history about the the Jewish culture. No one else could have done this, but him. Uh, yeah, no one else. Maybe could Maybe Gary Shandling when he was alive, but he wouldn't even had the chance to be have, able to pull it off. It was really well. If well you done.
2: know Ari Shafir, he's pretty dirty. But yeah, he, he does, but he not kept, in this. He kept not it in this pretty special. Um, I watch. There's one on YouTube with him and Joey Diaz, and he talks about going on a three month yep. ex- expedition. He does that a lot. And he'll he, throw like, away he was his a phone. monk for five days. He'll put his phone he'll in He'll like just stop doing room. comedy for three months and travel to the Philippines and to Vietnam.
0: I've heard a bunch of podcasts. So He goes on Rogan a lot, and he'll, he'll detail what he did on his vacation, and it's fascinating. I, I really That's like That's a universe. cool way to live life, yeah.
2: to, to just, just Man, you
0: should to le- check out. Go back and watch the episode, because he, he uh, purposely doused Kreischer with Molly when he was at a barbecue at Kreischer's house and he's not allowed there anymore. And it, 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 hurts Kreischer a lot because he's one of his best friends, but Kreischer's wife won't. And kids hate Ari because of that now, because he had to go to him and say, I don't want to freak you out, but I was actually, I, I was purposely slipped Molly and everything. And Ari thought it was funny as hell because recently I know way too much about these guys. Recently they all went to Mark Norman's bachelor party mm-hmm. in Vegas and Ari took Bert aside and said, uh, He he said, I I want you to know that I would never, ever do that to you again. It's very important to me that you let loose and have a good time tonight and know that I'm not going to do anything. Yeah, you have to. You can't. Yeah.
2: Even if you're partying at a at a level lower than that it was dumb
0: and he shouldn't have done it and and, uh and he it's probably one of his biggest regrets
2: i'll never do hallucinogenic drugs
0: but i'm telling you it made for a great pod when they went on there and talked about it like if you search it they talk about it for an hour and it's like so it's fascinating it's fascinating
2: Ari talks about it with Kreischer. with Kreischer,
0: okay it's really good uh they've done it on multiple pods with uh and then he those guys make like
2: joey diaz must make a million dollars a year just doing the podcast
0: he makes a good amount because he's he's not leaving Jersey now. He's not doing what all those other guys are. They're not. He's not putting out specials. He, he's sticking his toe in just like local stuff in Jersey. So uh, Rogan will or Bert will bring the podcast is where money
2: Oh, that's where it is. Yeah, I mean, get, so a uh, uh, ten a uh, hundred thousand views, yeah, is a thousand dollars in ad revenue. I'm, I'm sure they're making fifty grand a month or something like so that. So think of Joey Diaz. that has five hundred seventy three thousand. Yeah, views on every one show. Yeah, that's fifty grand right there. Yeah, I mean, Plus it pays the, the bills. It
0: pays the bills, and that's how they all kept kind of afloat during the pandemic and everything. So it's yeah. interesting. Yeah, support your podcast, people. Yeah, send us money. good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but if you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, check us out. Uh, at uh, our Facebook page, you can see our all our cool pictures, and Justin's been uh, putting a lot of funny, uh, cool movie-related stuff up there recently. So check us out there. You could shoot us an email, fascinatingfilms at gmail.com or you could just give us a like or a comment on our two platforms, SoundCloud or iTunes, and we would greatly appreciate it. But next week we'll bring you two more of our hundred favorites, two more films from our hundred favorite films list. Till then, see you. Bye. Is this thing in.